Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. But if someone were to get angry and they were to just be with their anger, there's no need for violence to happen. Violence is an expression of anger. It doesn't necessarily follow anger. Have you ever been angry and not been violent? Of course you have. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. In the last episode, I presented the idea that the pursuit of happiness, the conditioning that happiness is something we will achieve after we accomplish X, Y, and Z, lies at the root of our illusion and control. It's a seductive illusion that gives us comfort because, in one sense, we feel like we have control over our experience, but in another sense, it means we're also responsible for failing to accomplish X, Y, and Z to achieve happiness, and that can lead to an endless cycle of suffering. Today I present to you a path to end that cycle of suffering and find serenity. But I warn you, it doesn't come without a price. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that, with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Anger. Anger's my gauge. Yeah? Say more? Well, I mean, the the angrier I am, the madder, the, you know, the more pissed I am about a situation is, will tell me exactly how much I'm, I'm not in reality of the situation. Yes. Well said. Great. So anger, thanks for that. Anger is a clue that you're resisting reality. It's a no. And again, this is not to say you shouldn't be angry because anger is an arising phenomenon too. Right? So the no, how how do you work with the no in you? Whether that's anger or that contraction is, how do you work with that? First, by accepting it the same way. Oh, look at that. I am anxious about all this water I spilled. That anxiety is a no. It's a contraction. Is it helping? No. Okay. Is it reasonable and understandable? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's just be with it because it's an arising phenomenon, just like 10,000 gallons of spilled water. I can be with that too. How do you be with those things? By being with the space that they're happening inside of, not attaching to the thought or the feeling. Because if you become the thought or the feeling, then that's all there is. And that thought or feeling is a no, right? So, Anger has a really bad reputation in our culture because people think it causes violence. It's associated with violence because generally violence doesn't happen where there's no anger. It's a smoke and fire thing, right? 
But if someone were to get angry and they were to just be with their anger, there's no need for violence to happen. Violence is a expression of anger. It doesn't necessarily follow anger. Have you ever been angry and not been violent? Of course you have, right? So what's the difference? The difference is, can you be with the uncomfortable feeling? Can you be with the arising phenomenon of anger without becoming it and expressing it as violence? This is the case with all strong emotions. Can you be with the emotion of fear without acting from that place? Sometimes you can, sometimes you cannot. This is part of the art of self-management. It's about detaching from the arising phenomena and anchoring your attention into the space in which it happens rather than the phenomena. You see? But if you think you're your thoughts, if you think that these things that you don't control 95% of the time, if you think those are you, well, then when you have a strong emotion, you're going to think that's you too. Live by the sword and die by the sword, right? So it's double-edged because you don't get to have it both ways. If you have a brilliant thought while you're in the shower and you take credit for that thought and go, wow, I'm brilliant. That was an awesome idea. I can't wait to put it into practice. If you take credit for the good thoughts, then you're also going to have to take credit for the bad ones, right? It's funny, right? And we want it both ways. The mind wants it both ways. Ah, I had this great idea. Well, how did you, how did you have, it just came to me. Did you decide to have that great idea? No, it just happened. Aren't I great? The ego asks, needing validation. And it says to itself, yeah, I am. And then in the next moment, you're driving along the road, someone cuts you off, and you start fantasizing about running them off the road into a tree. Now you have to think, well, what a bad person I am that I'm having this thought about this person. Right? Because that thought's just as much you as the good one was. But actually, neither of them had anything to do with you. Any more than, you know, when you're walking down a garden path and you hear a bird song, you don't go, wow, that was an amazing bird song. I'm so excited I came up with it. <laughs> you didn't come up with it. The bird song is as random as the thought in your mind in one way. I mean, the thought of your mind is a product of your unconscious and all the experiences you've had and the collective unconscious and all of that. But that's just a little bit more direct than a bird song. You see? So the price you pay for the kind of serenity talked about in that prayer and in many other venues, the price you must pay to have this kind of serenity is you don't get to take credit for much anymore. Because the, the primary barrier to achieving and tasting and abiding with not happiness, but true liberation is the idea that you have control over how and when it happens. See what I mean? Because inside the I'm creating my experience mentality, 
you're forever forever responsible for managing your experience rather than your reaction to your experience where you actually have the power. So we're skirting along the razor's edge of this paradox of you have no control over your life and you have total control over your life. There's truth to both of them. On one level, you have no control over the arising phenomenon. On another level, you have total control over how you respond to the phenomenon. That's the primary difference. Try to control the arising phenomenon. That's an attempt to manage your own happiness by managing your, the kinds of experiences you're having. Right? I want to have a great experience. I see this all the time here in Maui. Couples more than half the time when I see them here, probably more than three quarters of the time. I was just at the beach yesterday and a lot of Russians travel here in the summer. I guess it's cold there all the time. I, I don't know. But I saw a lot of couples, a bunch of Russian couples together. They all look totally miserable. As, as couples often do here. They just, they never, you can just sense they're not having quite the great time that they imagined when they got to the tropical island of Maui. And just, you can just sense it. They're like, they're doing whatever they're doing. They're snorkeling, they're walking on the beach, but there's this kind of, uh, this kind of heaviness there. It's just like they're tired or the hotel wasn't quite as nice as they thought or they wish the water was a little warmer, just something. There's just some contraction. You can see it on their faces. You can see it in their energy. Or they're realizing this is their first trip with their beloved and they're realizing that spending quite this much time together isn't actually as great as they thought. Right? But when you go on a vacation, you have all sorts of thoughts and ideas and imaginations about how it's going to be. Right? Because it's, you know, I'm going to spend $3,000 and we're going to fly 3,000 miles and then we're going to stay in this place where it's always warm and really beautiful. And then we're going to be happy for a week, God darn it. That's the frame that 99.9% of people happen, right? That's the frame. Now, when anything arises in the phenomena that goes against that, boom, suffering. Oh, we had a fight on the first night. I got food poisoning at that weird Thai place. The surf was too rough to be able to swim in. It poured rain for three days. All of that now is in opposition to how you needed, how the ego mind needed it to be in order to be happy, you see? And this all happened to all of us, right? And then if you're lucky or mindful or both, you can kind of have a breakthrough around that. I remember on one of my trips to Hawaii years ago was a trip with a woman. We went to Kauai, the north, north side of Kauai, one of the uh, rainiest places well, the, the top of the mountain of the volcano in Kauai is one of the rainiest places in the world. It rains like 400 inches a year. And uh, the north side of all the islands get more rain because the weather usually comes from the northeast. And uh, I think we were there in April and it rained every day on the north side for you know nine days, nine days we were there. So one of the features of the Hawaiian Islands is that On many days, you can just drive around to the south side where that's in the rain shadow and you can get out of the rain. But Maui's the only island you can drive through the middle of because it's comprised of two volcanoes. So in Kauai, you've got to drive around this, you know, 40, 
35 mile an hour road, about an hour and a half to get all the way to the south side. And I remember once, one of those days, we drove all the way to Poipu, the you know most popular beach on the south side, out of the rain. We're sitting on the beach, finally like, oh, the sunshine that we imagined we would have, you know, having come from Oregon in April, where it was very rainy. We were there for not 10 minutes. Clouds came in, start pouring rain on us on the beach. Everyone's scrambling. And I just put a rain jacket I had over my head and me and the woman, I was, we just started laughing. We just started laughing. And it was, it was just a moment of like, wow, I give up. And it didn't matter anymore. You've probably all experienced this, you know, where we have this, like when things get so bad in your life, you start to laugh at it. Like, wow. Yeah. And this thing happened too, really. Wow. This is unbelievable. And that humor, it comes from a place of, um, it comes from an acceptance, right? Because when you're angry and resistant to the arising phenomena, you're not laughing about it. But at a certain point, something just breaks in us and we're just like, whoa. That's <laughs> amazing. I didn't think this week could get any worse. And it just did. Amazing. And you're just in a kind of wonder about it. What if that's the natural state of a human being all the time? And life sometimes just grinds you down so that you can get yourself to that place. Because what happens in that moment is you relinquish control. Control you never had. Right? Okay, fine. It's raining. I give up. Like as if I had control over the rain before, right? I thought I did. Well, it's, I'll see about this rain. I'm going to drive 90 minutes all the way to the south, to the south side. See if the rain can get me then. And it did. Ha ha ha. Jokes on me. There was another day where we went even further, we went all the way down to the south side. It was still raining there. And we kept going all the way to the west side because you can't go all the way around Kauai, the northwest. There's no road. So we went, I don't know, two hours, 15 minutes, two and a half hours, all the way to the west side. And, and it was perfect. We only had like two hours of daylight left, <laughs> but it was perfect. And, and I'll never forget this moment. I was sitting, I was sitting there just staring at the ocean, just relaxing. Oh, the weather is so nice here. It's so still, it's so perfect. And I'll tell you what, right now I would so love to have a beer. That was the thought that arose in my head. And 10 seconds later, I look out of the corner of my eye, and there's someone walking toward me with a six-pack of Newcastle Brown Ale in their hand. And I see, and I go, ooh, Newcastle, I like that beer. And, and then they, can, they keep walking. I can see it looks like they're walking toward me. Sure enough, they came right up to me and said, do you have a bottle opener? And I said, I actually, I do. I had one on my keychain. I said, would you give me one of those if I give you this bottle opener? And she said, sure. And then I had the beer. It was amazing. And I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Same as the rain. It was a completely spontaneously arising phenomenon. And it was amazing. It was a little on the warm side, but it was still amazing. <laughs> the beer, I mean. And that made my day. But I didn't get to take any credit for it. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. 
Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.